The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey guys, Zach Rapport here again with another Packers audio nugget. I hope you guys have enjoyed us putting these in the feed Justice Mosqueda is going to take this over soon, and he will have, I'm sure, a lot to add uh, himself. But in the meantime, I just wanted to uh, get you guys used to seeing more and more audio options in the feed. We're going to keep it going and uh, really hope to give you guys everything you need each day and each week as the Packers season progresses. Uh, Anyway, this clip that we are teeing up for you now is Aaron Rodgers. I chopped it up a little bit for you so you get the best stuff but I thought that he had um, extremely interesting things to say about leadership, leading by example, how the way he came into the league influences him as a leader. And I think there's a Gutekunst question here at the end as well, because you got to talk about hashtag the picture. Uh, Anyway, uh, we'll get right into it. Um, The first bit you will hear is uh, about Charles Woodson, and then everything else from there should be pretty obvious. So let's take a listen. Classic Wood, he's chopping at that ball like he always did. And the amount of big plays that he made over the years was incredible, specifically from the years that he uh, dealt with some injuries, especially 08. The thing that always struck me was every time you came in the training room, it was the old training room, wasn't as nice and glamorous as it is now, but Wood was there on a table getting treatment, watching film. And that's what he did. And I think the beauty in some of the guys that played with him during that time is, is the, the ones that really had a lot of success soaked it up. I'm talking about Tremont Williams, who had a really nice long career. Sam Shields, who became a number one lockdown corner for us, had a really nice career for us. They studied that. They watched him. They watched his habits. And that's what the best guys do and have done over my time in Green Bay is they lead with their professionalism and they show the young guys how to do it. It might not be talking to them all the time or pulling, their own, pulling them under, under your arm and and given the word, I'm, I know there were times where, where Charles did that, especially with, I think, Tremont when he was a young player. But but they gave you the blueprint for how to be a professional. And that's one thing that always stuck with me uh, in my own uh, position was how do I help those guys out? Not just with what I say, uh, but the way I go about my business. Because I remember as a young player, all I did was watch Brett, you know, all the time, how he was going about his business. Uh, how he talked in the huddle, what he did on a daily basis, what kind of film he was watching, how he watched film, and would led by example in that category. And I think the beauty in, in Charles is that uh, he continued to grow as a leader from his first year with us in 2006 
to the Super Bowl run and beyond, he was that voice in the locker room. And as a young player and a young leader and young starter, I needed that. I needed a defensive guy. I needed a guy with stature to, to be able to speak up for one um, and, and talk for the team, but then to back me up. And that guy always had my back. And he really did in conversation, in the locker room, on the field. Um, he's just a special, special player, special guy. Aaron Mercedes was telling us the other day, you know, he can tell when young tight ends don't truly want to learn and, and soak up what they can. And he said, you know, I'm not going to give those guys free advice. Um, are you the same way with quarterbacks? And uh, we know Jordan in that regard, but specifically with Kurt, like he seems like he genuinely loves being in a room with a guy like you. What have you seen from him in that regard? Yeah, both guys, you know, I think, I think both guys uh, are really uh, curious and, and want to learn. Uh, J-Lo by nature is, is uh, you know, a quiet guy. And I, I really enjoy the way he goes about uh, his work time. You know, he, he's, he may not, uh, you know, ask a ton of questions, but I know he's watching. And we actually just put on, you know, to talk about a clip again, we put on a clip from last year, again, going through some, some uh, install that we're putting in the next couple of days. And watching him from last year, this year, you can just see uh, that he's been honing the craft and working on his timing and his tempo and his drops and his balance. And that's what we've been talking about a lot with Kurt is the balance because every step in the drop uh, associated with the routes has an importance. It has uh, part of it. And, and depending on where your weight is, it allows you to do certain things, whether you want to push off your left and kick out right or kick, uh, you know, kick back left. Um, you know, the hitches and the footwork and the timing and the balance and the rhythm are all tied to the balance that you have in your feet. And we're never playing really 50-50 balance on each leg. And I think that's one thing that we're, uh, I'm just trying to help Kurt with is just to understand why I'm doing things. Because a lot of times, like with me when I watch Brett, I could see what he was doing, uh, but I didn't really understand why he was doing it. Like, what is the, and maybe sometimes he didn't either. He just had such incredible feel and footwork. Um, he just kind of did things innately. For me, I've always been kind of a why guy. So I want to know why is he doing this and what about this is allowing him to throw the ball from a balanced platform. And so I kind of incorporated those things and my own wrinkles over the years. And I think part of it, part of the fun is passing that stuff on to guys. Not everybody's going to get it um, necessarily, but uh, I enjoy passing along. That's part of it. You know, we've had some guys over the years. It's been fun to watch them kind of morph um, into, you know, looking kind of like me. Um, and I looked kind of like Brett, I think, but probably no one more than Matt Flynn. Um, and I've talked about the room with Flynn and Graham over the years, uh, an absolute blast. Those two guys are total wild cards and so much fun. We had some good memories over the years. It's fun to see those guys thriving and, and, and as dads now and, and Graham, you know, an offensive coordinator, probably soon to be head coach. So those relationships are really important to me. And, and it's fun having Kurt and J-Lo in the room. Hey, Aaron. Um family night is obviously right around the corner and you've talked about in the past that 08 family night and how it still crosses your mind even when you're on your way to family night you know a decade later and stuff I'm wondering though how did that summer how did that experience influence how you were with Jordan both publicly during this offseason when there were times where you said things that were supportive of him and made it very clear it wasn't about him personally and how you are with him in the locker room and in the quarterback room after what it was like for you, 05, 06, 07, 08. Yeah, how can you not be changed by those experiences? I mean, that, that definitely shaped uh, the direction of my career, I think, uh, both uh, professionally and personally. And I think that was an important time of growth for me. 
and so I definitely hearkened back to that uh, that summer at various times this year and thought about uh, putting myself in his shoes. What's he got to be feeling? Uh, what are his emotions? How is this for him? And then I just reached out. You know, I, I reached out a number of times, check on him, see how he's doing. Uh, he went through an off season or a, a season last year without, uh, uh, you know, his sweetie. She was uh, she was over in a different uh, continent, uh, you know, chasing her own dreams. So wanted to check on him, how he's doing personally, and uh, you know, all the all the parts of the relationship, the friendship that are important, um, and also just check in where he's at mentally. I didn't, uh, you know, hold things from him. I let him know where I was at mentally and what I was thinking about. Um, and, and hopefully he appreciated that. I just felt like that's what I would want in that situation, just to hear from, from the guy. And also there's a, a love and an, a, an appreciation and a friendship there, just like it was with me and Brett. So I wanted to make sure I checked in with him and, and let him know I was thinking about him. And, and, uh, and that was important for me. Um, and it's not going to change. You know, I, I have a lot of respect and, and love for, for Jordan. And, and I understand it's got to be tough, you know, what he went through. I went through it for, you know, three years, two years in the off season, you know, going to no six, no seven. I was the guy the entire off season, you know, going through quarterback school and, and going through most of the OTAs, taking all the reps. And then here comes Farvey coming back. And obviously I'm back on the bench. So I, thankfully I went through that and I can understand a little bit about what he's going through. So I just tried to keep that in mind the entire time. Aaron, somebody snapped a picture at practice yesterday of you and Goody talking, and I'm just wondering if the communication between you guys is, is the same, better, worse than it was uh, before. Well, I think it's a work in progress for sure. I mean, I think, you know, relationships aren't formed uh, in a matter of a couple of days. You know, there's there's time where the respect grows and the, and the communication follows. You know, I think the, the greatest relationships that you have, you know, with your friends and loved ones involve conversations that flow. You know, you can not talk to a close friend for a few months and pick up right where you left off. You know, there's no break in, in communication. There's no um, forced conversations or you got to hit this person up because it's on your to-do list that day. You know, it's all about wanting to have those, those conversations and, and wanting to, uh, you know, to be in conversation like that. And, uh, you know, we're, uh, we've had a couple conversations and been positive conversations. 